This is Tales from the Pros, where business leaders and influencers share their stories of inspiration, struggles, and successes. And I'm your host, Michael Giorgio. Hey everyone, good morning. Welcome to Tales from the Pros, and this is Michael Giorgio, your host and co-founder of Imagine Ovation. I have a very, very special guest with me here today, and he is the influential Jay Bayer. Jay is one of the top digital marketing and customer service strategists, world-renowned speaker, New York Times bestselling author of five books, and a technology investor. And he also founded Convince and Convert, which I'm, I'm sure you've seen a lot of their content all over social media. Uh, and Convince and Convert was, was Jay's fifth multi-million dollar venture. Jay, thank you so much for being here with me, man. I appreciate it. Uh, Michael, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to it. Uh, absolutely. Thank you. So, Jay, what really caught my attention, uh, just kind of, you know, uh, reaching out to you in regards to this podcast, um, first of all, you're everywhere on social media. I see you all over Twitter. Uh, me and my, me and my company have been following you guys for, uh, for a long time now. And, uh, you know, your content really is amazing. You know, it's, um, it's just so, it gives us a lot of reassurance, uh, whether we're doing something right or wrong. And, um, and you could see that it's credible information, it's researched, um, and it's a j- j- truly valuable. And I think a lot of, you know, millions of people around the world can, can agree with that. Um, so that's really what caught our attention. And thank you. I'll, and also your social pros podcast. Um, I love it. I've heard, you know, I've heard you interview a lot of different influencers around the world as well and business leaders. Um, so, you know, that's another reason I wanted to, to interview you. And you know what's actually Thanks. crazy? Yeah, we, just, we just went over 300 episodes of that show, which is crazy. I've been doing it for almost eight years. You've been doing that. It's been going on that long. Eight years. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this is eighth year. So we just uh, we're at episode 306 or something like that. It's crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. And you know, what's crazy is that I was actually, um, I didn't tell you this in the pre-interview, but I was actually on the content mark. I think it was the content pros. I was on that yeah, a year, yeah. year and a half ago. I think it was. That's Maybe? awesome. Yeah. We still run that show. We just changed the name of it to the content experience, but yeah, we still uh, produce that podcast. <laughs> cool, man. Awesome. Um, so just to kind of kick things off, Jay, I want to talk about a little bit about your latest book. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you bet. My most recent book that's uh, out on the market is called Hug Your Haters. It's all about how to embrace complaints and keep your customers. It's really the first ever kind of modern book on customer service and how to use technology in a customer service context. So how to use social media, ratings and review sites, mm-hmm. discussion boards and forums to to keep your customers satisfied. And, and the big move there is that customer service is a spectator sport now, right? People can see how you interact with other customers, whether it's on Facebook or Yelp or anywhere else. And so uh, that that requires a fundamental reexamination of how you do customer service and how important customer service is in your company. So that book is uh, is out now and is doing great. And I'm just starting to work. Well, I just turned in to my publisher mm-hmm. uh, a new book, which will be out uh, late this year in October. Of word of mouth and how yeah. same is lame. If, if you want your customers to talk about you, you have to do something different that they actually notice. Cool. Wow, that seems seems interesting. Definitely gonna 
going to check it out. And tell me a little bit yeah, about Yeah, if you go to, to talktriggers.com, yeah. Michael, you can um, just uh, sign up with your email address. And my co-author, Daniel Lemon, and I will keep you up to date when when the book is uh, getting ready to be released. We have all kinds of special pre-order offers and all that kind of stuff. So right now, we're just in the, you know, give us your email, we'll keep you posted phase. But talktriggers.com is a place to do that. Thanks. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, sounds good. And tell me about your utility books. I see that all over. It's on Amazon, right? And you're selling it at a bunch of different places. Oh, yeah. Uh, anywhere that you can get books, you can probably get all my books. Uh, Utility was my second book. Yeah. Uh, it's all about why help is better than hype. It's this idea that that if you produce useful information, mm -hmm. uh, if you produce content that is so useful, people would pay for it if you ask them to do so, that over time, eventually some percentage of that audience, some percentage of those content consumers will actually do something that benefits your organization. So, if you think about my own company, Convince a Convert, we have a, a a very large blog, and we've got one, two, three podcasts that we produce every week, and a video series, and a webinar series, and ebook series, and all this stuff, and 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 all that all that content is created and and distributed for free. Now that reaches millions of people a year, and some very very small percentage of those folks end mm -hmm. up becoming yeah. becoming clients or customers or but a larger percentage will advocate on our behalf or say nice things about us as you did in your kind introduction and so what utility really requires and that's spelled y o utility if you're looking for it on Amazon or somewhere else what utility really requires is trust trusting your customers and trusting that people will reward you eventually and and it requires patience because it's not hey, I read a blog post, now let me give you money. It's you build a relationship over time and that relationship eventually culminates in a desirable business outcome. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. And I, want, I definitely want to touch on patience uh, later on in the podcast, but uh, sure. no, that's, that's really great, man. I really appreciate that. So, you know, I, I, what really inspired you, Jay, to getting into the content marketing and customer experience game? I know you've been doing this for what, over 20, 25 years now. So what, what was really the drive behind it? It, it it was weird. I've been this for a long time mm -hmm. accidentally, like before it was actually, we called it content marketing. So I started off in journalism and I went from journalism to politics. When I was in politics, I specialized in direct mail, which is certainly a form of content marketing. And then I spent time in radio and television. And, and so I had exposure to all these different media forms uh, at a young age. And, and then when I started in the internet business in 1993, which is a long, long, long time ago in the internet <laughs> game, uh, we we used content to to try and attract new customers. Didn't know that we, that's what we were doing. In fact, there was no name for it at that time. But we thought, well, why don't we just try to educate customers and t instead of trying to sell them? And eventually, sort of the idea of content marketing and the phrase content marketing was uh, developed and popularized. And I sort of looked around and said, oh, that's what I've been doing this whole time. How about that? <laughs> That's cool. Uh, and, and, you know, we were talking about, a little bit about this earlier. So, you know, con the content marketing word, the definition, the, it, it mm -hmm. just gets thrown around everywhere. A lot of marketers, yeah. uh, at least from my experience, I, I've, you know, I've talked to a lot of different marketers and they'll use content marketing, but it doesn't, the way they define it, it's like, I'm like, is that even the right way of defining it? Um, as you being an influencer in this space, how would you really define content marketing the right way? For people to know, I mean, the way I describe it is that it's something that a business creates mm -hmm. and distributes that either educates, informs, or entertains individuals so that eventually behavior change results. 
right? That, that eventually the people who consume that content think differently, act differently, feel differently, and, and that's at some point that benefits your business. Because content marketing is, is about business, or at least it should be, right? The goal is not to be good at content. The goal is to be good at business because of content. And those aren't necessarily the same things. Like this isn't fine art class, right? We're doing a yeah. podcast because eventually people will pay attention to your company and they'll hire you the same reason I do a podcast, the same reason I write blog posts and books <laughs> and all these things. And so yep. uh, there, there has to be a, a, an outcome there eventually. Where people get tripped up though, Mike, is they think, well, geez, I just wrote this blog post. How come nobody's given me money yet? And and it really is a longer term approach to customer acquisition. Uh, and and that patience, the patience that's required for content marketing to mm -hmm. work well, uh, sometimes is is difficult for people to embrace. And do you mean? And I agree with you. I mean, do you, so when you say outcome, do you mean as in terms of like? Uh, it's it should be used as a as kind of a lead gen tactic. You you, you feel like it needs to have some type of. Um, like for example, SEO, you know, content SEO play, you know, it, obviously mm -hmm. there's, there's, you can't get good rankings on Google without good, valuable content with, with, uh, with an intent behind the content. Right. Mm -hmm. So do yep. you, is that kind of what you're talking about or you feel that, I mean, kind of, but I would take it like one step, I, I, feel about I would take it, it one yeah. step further. Yeah. It's actually what happens, right? I take yeah. it one step further. So, so what's the point of having good rankings? That no one pays you for being number seven on Google. You don't get any money for that, right? Right? No one. No, you can't pay your mortgage with retweets either. Um, you you can't you can't um, buy a car with podcast down. Have to be mm -hmm. on the path to some sort of success, right? That that because you're you've got better search rankings, more people come to your site, they find you. Once they find you, they engage with your content marketing, and then they fill out a lead form, or they advocate on your behalf, or they call you eventually, right? There has to be something at some point that actually benefits your organization. Otherwise, it's just it's just exposure for exposure's sake, and there's there's no that's not a business unless you're selling ads. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm sure you see a lot of people that they just kind of throw content out there and there's no, number one, there's no value uh, on the content. It's kind of just, um, you know, the, I would say they're they're kind of not reinventing, the, not trying to reinvent the wheel, but I would say I see a lot of content that's just the same. You know what I mean? It's like you see yeah, the same. Just okay. Same, yep. Right, exactly. There's nothing really there that's going to help me. Um, and I think that when they are writing this content, they have to think about number one, the audience. They have to think about the value they're going to provide to them, um, and think about how it's really going to inspire them. How they're going to actually help these people who are reading this content. And like you said, there needs to be some type of funnel or outcome or something when they read it. Where is it going to go after that? Right? Yeah, I mean, it's. I think people get caught up in, especially people who are content marketing practitioners, they get mm -hmm. caught up in look how great we're doing at content. We have so many page views. We have so many tweets. We have so many followers. We have so many shares. It's like, right. well, okay, but that's not a business. Yeah. Right. That that that's just that's just reach. Right. That's just awareness. Right. That so it's not the same thing. So, um, and I would say when we come in in a consulting environment to convince and convert and work with big brands on these issues, the first thing we do is we say stop the random acts of content. Right. Stop just making stuff for no reason. Uh, content ain't free, right? Like, like yeah. you know, it, it costs time it costs time and money to make this podcast. It costs time and money to write a blog post. It costs time and money to do an ebook. It costs time and money to do a video. It all costs time and money. It's not free. There's no content tree that you're just like picking things off of for free. Uh, and, and so you just got to make sure that if you're spending the time and money that there's a reason for that. Right, right. And, and a purpose. I kind of, yeah, I, I completely agree.
Oh, that, that's great. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are going to appreciate that information. Um, so, you know, with you being an influencer in this space, Jay, uh, and this is what I really want to talk about in this, in this episode, is with your experience and your skills in content marketing, uh, customer experience, did that, is that what led you to becoming an influencer in this space? Or you think it, it was something else? For example, like hard work or consistency or maybe being unique. There's something unique about you or your company. Like what do you, what do you think really was uh, helped you to, to becoming an influencer in this space? Cause you know, I'm sure you hear this a lot. Hey Jay, how do I, how do I become an authority figure in my, in my area? You know what I mean? And I know it's not like a simple this and that, but kind of explain that a little bit. Well, a part of it is is being consistent, right? Um, you know, I wrote I wrote four blog posts a week every week for eight years, right? And yeah. and so that's a long time, right? And before I wrote a single blog post, right, I'd started three multi million dollar companies and started and worked with tons and tons of big brands mm-hmm. all over the world and done a lot of other things. Right? I didn't just say, hey, I should start a blog today, and I don't actually <laughs> know anything. Um, and 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 also some of it is so some of it's consistency. Yeah. Uh, some of it is focus is to say, okay, this is what I know, and I'm going to create content about what I know. And I think some of it is 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 just, I think it would be disingenuous to suggest that everybody is equally good at creating content, right? Yeah. I, I, I'm a better writer than most people. I'm I'm probably better at podcasting than most people. Now that I'm by no means the best. I'm not even great, but but I'm better than if you just grab somebody off the street. And and so over time, if you happen to be decent at those things, yeah, that's going to help too, right? I mean, 